0: It's time for Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Your go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. Now, settle down and listen up. It's time for Lax Class. What's going on, lacrosse fans? Welcome to episode 84 of Lacrosse Classified here. On the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network, my name is Jake Elliott. Thanks for joining us here for episode 84. We got a great program lined up for you this week. The captain of the New York Riptide, currently looking for a new head coach and general manager, but the captain is still there. That is one Daniel McRae. He will join us here in about 20, 25 minutes from now. And before I go any further... Listeners are in for a real treat this week. This could this could be an absolute train wreck or it could be the best episode ever. Maybe it might be both. I don't know, but I'm about to introduce my co-host for this week. We've kind of kept this thing under wraps a little bit, but now that you're listening, we're going to spring it on the fans here, the listeners. First off, let me say happy birthday to my co-host who just celebrated, I want to say, birthday number 52 yesterday. It's the Jimmer. Jim Else is co-hosting this week. Jim, thanks for doing this. Welcome to the podcast. I am pumped to have you co-hosting this week. Thanks for doing it.
1: Well, Jake, thank you very much. Um it will probably be a train wreck, uh, so I apologize in uh, in advance. Um, <laughs> but as long as I'm better than Steve Burmel, I don't really care. That guy sucks.
0: Yeah, well, you've already <laughs> you've already checked that box off, man. So well well done there. And and hey, like sometimes uh, a train wreck is a good thing. So let's see how this thing goes here. Uh, I kind of let you choose the guest this week. Uh, we we might get into the backstory a little bit later but uh your boy danny as you like to say jimmy uh dan McRae is gonna join us i'm excited to have uh the captain back on the podcast here
1: well he was he was the uh third choice i um my first choice just flat out said no. Second choice, you said no to, and um, so we we're stuck with Danny. And it should be a should be a nice, <laughs> nice chat. I love the guy. It should be a nice chat.
0: Uh, should we get into the backstory now? Then I I, I feel like. We asked Curtis Dixon to come onto the program.
1: Oh, I wasn't going to say
0: that. Yeah, well, I, I'm going to say it. I, I like honestly, um, I, I don't know why Curtis said no. He did say no. That's okay. It's totally his right to say no. I just kind of wish I knew why, but I don't, and and we'll just move on from there, I guess. Uh, I said no. To one, Bobby Keast. Um, I hope maybe Curtis is listening, Curtis. If you want to get at me, sli- get just let me know what's going on, man. I'm I'm willing to, to mend the fence or build the bridge or whatever you want
1: to call it. Bobby Keast, you, uh, uh, you you meant, go ahead. Jumbo, jumbo, jumbo. Settle down. I wasn't talking about Bobby. Oh, you I weren't was talking about the one that Danny didn't want.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> We all agree <laughs> we all
1: agree we all agree Bobby would be a great guest, but not really not relevant right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, uh, it's all good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny you mentioned Bobby Kees as we get off track right out of the gates here. Uh he actually I I saw Bobby tweet out uh wishing Dougie Hill, my my old running mate with the new S Mr Sandbellies, out of the burrow, killer, the kid. Uh, Dougie Hill, uh, uh, 50th birthday. So I, I messaged Bobby and I said, hey, can I get Dougie's number off you? And we we had a bit of a an exchange there. But you're right. Uh, Bobby's a great guy and would be a fantastic guest. We will get him on one day. But uh, just not, you know, Lakers aren't really in the news right now. And uh, we wanted to have somebody kind of relevant. And it works out nicely because... Riptide are are on top of mind right now, looking for a new head coach and general manager. So we'll talk to Danny about that and much more things. Um, but we need to well, let me ask you first, Jimmer. Uh, I know you had your birthday there, Mrs. Jim. Susan uh, had some company over. You had a live band. How about Tony and and Jim and and uh, the used car auto center? How's things going over there on on the beautiful uh, island for for the Else clan?
1: Well, Gemma's in Montreal, as I think everybody knows that knows me. Um, going into her fourth year university at McGill, uh, Dean's honor list. Um, again, anybody who knows me will be surprised by that. Uh, Tony's in her going into grade twelve. Uh, uh, he's an A student as well. Just a good, good, um, good young man and a hard worker, and uh, just, just a great kid. And of course, Um, Mrs.
0: Jim keeps you in line. She, she keeps the house in order. She, she keeps everything running smoothly over there. But I want to ask you about the used car auto center here because people may not know this, but you have taken over. That you've purchased the lot. Now it's yours. You've kind of rebranded. By the way, double XL golf polo. uh, Send it this way, please. Uh,
1: it's coming are you, you're still a you're a double you're not I'm, a triple anymore? i'm
0: kind of i'm like right in in the mix so if i get double then that's motivation for me to, to get where i need to go so that's uh that's why i say that but i'm right kind of. i'll in get between. your address
1: later i'll send you one this week sounds
0: good how i know it, it was a tough situation for you because you you more or less you took this thing over and then covid hit but i think you've bounced back pretty nicely and things are going pretty good there now am i am i correct yeah in that?
1: we're we're pretty well insulated from it. Um, You know, not insulated from having your business shut uh, six weeks after you take it over, but we're pretty well insulated. Um, We're, we're actually, there's four of us, uh, not just, not just me. It's not all on my shoulders. And um, we all have our, our different uh, talents. And um, it's a, it's a great situation. I, you know, 46 cars sold last month. I think we're on number 22 or 23 already this month. And uh, for that, for you know just starting fresh uh really just starting fresh um i think we're doing phenomenally
0: oh well, that's great but to thank you. hear thank Gr- you yeah great to hear future sponsor of lacrosse classified by the way we'll we'll wait on that big news to drop but uh <laughs> Fair enough. daddy mccray coming up and and before we get into that jim else uh we got to talk about four fights that happened over the the weekend, virtual fights, mind you, but fights nonetheless. As yeah, yeah. uh, it's time for who we had here in quarter number one, presented by Stampede Tack and Western Wear, and uh, just popped onto the website before coming online here. New updated hours at Stampede Tack and Western Wear as they begin, I guess, phase two, phase three of, of their reopening here. Now, Monday to Saturday, open from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., closed Sundays and holidays. But uh, they want to remind you, during this crisis, they are there for all your horse care needs as well. And the online store open 24-7. Stampede.ca, where shopping online is still shopping local and Jim we had four fantastic matchups uh over the last week fights 9 10 11 and 12 out of 32 in this opening round we'll have four more for you in quarter number four we got quick sticks and under review coming up as well of course later on in quarter three, but these four fights, great matchups, all good scraps, tons of interactions and votes for these as well. And just as I suspected, a lot of people talking about this, uh, this tournament that we're having here, people chiming in from all over the place and voicing their opinion. And that's really what this was all about. When I, when I sparked this idea in my, my tiny brain here, Jim and, People are talking. I love to hear it, and I and I think it's just going to get uh, more and more buzz as we move along into the later rounds. But we're not even halfway through this opening round here, and and we got a lot of a lot of people talking, which is great. Um, let's start at the top. Jeff Snyder going up against Scott Evans in this one. Huge turnout in votes, almost 300 votes for this one, and, and Snide's even chimed in. McMichael uh, was was beacon, and and Snyder said, "Like, did you watch these guys actually fought, Jim? I don't know if you saw the YouTube video or not." Snyder and Scott Evans, but it's Jeff Snyder who comes out on top. 69 percent of the vote as he moves into round two.
1: It just doesn't seem like um, Snyder can be stopped. He seems like a tenacious bulldog. Um, that you could fight a guy bigger, stronger, faster, and he'd still win. I mean, he just seems like that guy.
0: He might go all the way. He might go <laughs> all the way, Jeff Snyder. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Fight number two, who we had, Brandon Francis going up against Dan, the big dog, Latta and, and, and I and I gave a little advice to, to Laddie here before this fight. I said, throw first, ask questions later. That's exactly what he did. Almost 200 votes here. But the big dog, 59%. Brandon Francis, a little surprising here, quite frankly. I thought Banditland Land would get behind Brandon here, but they did not. And, and it's Dan Ladisuer moving on.
1: Well, he's a big man. He's a big, big man, right? Um, so is Francis. These
0: are all big men.
1: Yeah, yeah, Jumbo. Who would win? Uh, throw you in the mix, with Atlantis, or who would win?
0: Well, that? Uh, listen, I, I, you're you're prime. You're that prime. that matchup could actually take place later, so I don't want to spoil that. I do okay, not want enough. to spoil. I do not want to spoil. That. By the way, I'm leaving my little quarter bracket for the very last. Just just so everybody okay. knows. Uh, but I am in the bracket in case. You are wondering. So, Latticeur, Snyder, into round two, 32, round of 32. Billy D. Smith going up against Hondo, Mike Henderson here. And this uh, this sparked a lot of debate. This this matchup wasn't really close. Billy D. wins it with 66% of the vote. But a lot of people saying, like, I don't know if a lot of people knew about the reputation of Mike Henderson here, who was – regard as one of the toughest if not the toughest in lacrosse back in his day but it's billy d who moves on here who is just on the program so a little good karma there for bds is uh he's moving into the round of 32
1: well these these uh players that are playing more um more recently will have more votes exactly because of the the demographic but um but I don't know enough about the other fellow, but I wouldn't mess with, uh, I wouldn't take three or four friends against Billy D myself.
0: (laughs) I mean, ultimately this is, again, it's a popularity contest, right? It's going to be who the fans want to vote for. Not necessarily who would win, but who the fans want to win. And that's, who's going to win this tournament. And that's okay. Like I'm okay with that. So, uh,
1: but there's a there's a couple guys you can't vote against though. So, yeah, you know, that's true. A guys, like, yeah, like you if know. you
0: have any kind of morals or soul, you just you have to do the right thing as well. So yeah. you're absolutely yeah. right. Three yeah. down, one to go here, and uh, maybe the the fight of the four. Matt Green up against Troy Bontaire like I would have really liked to see this fight live and in person. Greener actually says he he would have voted for Troy and and Troy who knows he might have said the same thing about Matt Green we saw that with Shanahan and Dawson they both voted for each other I don't know about that <laughs> strategy Jimmer like if you know you want to move on you don't vote for the other guy you vote for yourself and help you advance but
1: did, I, did they really vote for the other I,
0: <laughs> guy <laughs> touche I I don't know I mean good on him <laughs> if they did I suppose anyways. Matt Mean, Matty Green moves on here. Tight vote here, almost 200 votes again, but it's Greener with 53% getting past Troy Bonterra, who was a real tough customer back in his day as well.
1: I don't know enough about either one of those guys to comment, but uh, I mean Yeah, check know. him
0: out on YouTube, Jimmer, you can uh you can see their handiwork there on the old YouTube. And and both guys knew how to knock guys out. So, unfortunately, Greener knocked out Bontair. He is done. So, moving on once again, Jeff Snyder, Dan Lattisuer, Billy D. Smith, and Matt Green all into the round of 32. We'll have four more matchups coming up in quarter number four for who you got I so Is so... Ryan Mc... hey, hold
1: on? Is Ryan McMichael in this thing? Uh, he's probably got the most amount of stitches.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, if we had uh, <laughs> who who could soak a punch tournament, maybe <laughs> uh, we we we'd put McMichael as a as a one seed <laughs> there. But uh, no, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> an, another McMichael may be in the tournament, Jim. If you if you know where yeah. I'm going with that, he may yeah, be yeah. in the tournament. But uh, yeah. young, right? It's not Mitch uh, either. Um. But, yes, no, Ryan did not make the, the, the final roster
1: there. No, that's surprising.
0: Yeah. Jim, quarter one, we are done. How easy is this, man? 84, episode 84, quarter one is done. We got three to go. How you doing? Well,
1: three quarters to train wreck it. Let's
0: go. All right. Let's take a break and let's get to the captain of the New York Riptide on the other side. It's Basement Dan, Handsome Dan, Sexy Dan McRae coming up on the podcast. Stay tuned. You got it here on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. A Vancouver Warriors game
2: at Rogers Arena sounds like this:
1: Jones shoots and he scores! Diving effort from Mitch Jones.
2: Nothing's monotone.
1: Lee and Beers go crashing into the crease.
2: Nothing's boring.
0: Now we're gonna have a fight. It's the captain squaring off.
2: And at Vancouver Warriors games, loads up. Nothing's offside. Tries a shot and he scores.
0: Experience it for yourself. Vancouver Warriors tickets are available now. Tickets starting from 1995. Visit VancouverWarriors.com/tickets today.
1: Hey, this is Ian McKay from the Buffalo Bandits. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network, the
2: go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse.
0: Back on Lacrosse Classified, Lax Class is in session, and we are into the second quarter here on episode 84. It's Jake Elliott, co-host Jim Els, with me this week here on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Big thank you to our friends at the Vancouver Warriors. I know I got a riptide waiting on hold here, but I got to get a shout-out into my Vancouver Warriors for sponsoring the program here. Find them at VancouverWarriors.com or Warriors on Instagram and Twitter. Check their website. You got any ticket questions, just hit the ticket tab there. Somebody will respond in short order. Don't forget, check out Outside the Box there with Brandon Astle. He just had Eric Penny on last week. I don't know if this next guest has scored any goals on one Eric Penny, but he is the current captain of the New York Riptide. He is making a return to the podcast here straight out of RIT, the pride of the Tigers. It's Dan McCray back on the program. Dan, how are you? Thanks for doing this. Uh, What's going on, man?
2: Yeah. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I think uh, you've made an upgrade. Jake, since the last time I've been on, oh with your yes. new co-host, yeah, here, so. well, thank
0: you, thank you. Uh, no shots
2: fired by any means, but I think having uh, having Jim by your side will be an upgrade, uh, you know, no matter who he's replacing.
0: exactly, <laughs> and like Fiddle I, 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 down, I yeah, Fiddle I said, down. I I said off the top, it's either going to be like the best episode ever or the biggest train wreck ever. So far, I think uh, I think we're doing pretty well. How are you doing? Uh, where are you hanging out right now? What's going on in, in Dan McCray's life?
2: Yeah, we're uh, we're doing all right. I'm still. I'm in Oakville, Ontario. You actually caught me uh, within a week of moving out of my condo and uh, into uh, my first my first house. So, oh, uh, the girlfriend, congratulations. the dog, and I. Yeah, thanks very much. The girlfriend, the dog, and I were actually moving out a week today. I'm talking to you on Monday, so uh, we take possession uh, next Monday, and we're moving into a uh, beautiful Dundas, Ontario. Okay.
0: So, this, now, this leads yeah. me to, to ask you, if you have to move out of the condo with the girlfriend and the dog, is it because you may need a, an extra room for another family member?
2: that's that's definitely well quarantine life has definitely made you realize you need a little bit of extra room okay okay um, and whatever it's for you can put a label on it okay okay
0: not breaking any news here on lacrosse classified right now but uh the move is in place for for the McRae family um obviously uh big news at a, a riptide land here danny with with Reggie being let go and and Rich list kind of cleaning house there. Uh, Give me your general reaction when you heard, I'm sure Rich, you know, probably talked to you about this before making the move, but what was your initial reaction when it happened? Yeah, we, uh,
2: you know, getting deep into quarantine here and after the announcements of the league, uh, you know, we were keeping, um, I guess, keeping tabs on each other as far as players, but, um, you know, having a couple of zoom calls once a month or so. So, uh, I will say, you know, it did come as a, you know, a little bit of a shock. I didn't hear anything, you know, until the day of that it was happening. Um, you know, and Rich, you know, when he first came in, it's kind of, you know, halfway through the the first half of the year, the shortened seasons. Um, it's when I started to get to know him and, you know, he's obviously a, you know, a really smart guy and he's been in the sports business world for a long time. Uh, and he started franchises. So, Uh, have a lot of faith in in what he's doing and and I think what the direction he's going to put us on will be great but uh, yeah we we had a couple of conversations nothing that I was you know aware of or privy to that was about to happen by any means so the first initial reaction was was a little bit shocked and then uh, you know obviously had had a conversation with with Reggie with Rich and uh, you know all the respect in the world for for a guy like Reggie Thorpe and um, he's just salt of the earth you know hard uh, blue collar type of guy and um i thought he did a great job we you know we're building a great relationship um you know and obviously results weren't there on the floor and uh you know the nll is first and foremost it's it's a business um so um you know in my past you know we've had some you know a couple tough starts to the year where you know in calgary you think okay maybe something might happen but fortunate enough for that never had to get there but um Unfortunately, you know, you take a little bit of responsibility as a player and especially as a, as a leader in the locker room that sure. we weren't able to get some of the results on the floor that might have led to this. So it was a lot of reflecting that, you know, had to take part, a um, couple of conversations with players and, uh, you know, now we're trying to just, you know, put our best foot forward here. And, um, and we're looking, you know, at Rich, uh, you know, to, to, I guess, lead us into, you know, appointing the, the next person that's going to be at the helm and, uh, and running the bench. Um, and we'll figure out the best way to do that, but uh, but yeah, changing change winds are definitely uh, happening in Riptide territory right now, um, and uh, you know we're looking forward to to the next season, and hopefully that'll be happening soon, sooner than later, as I'm sure all lacrosse fans are.
1: Danny, I like that team. Um, you guys, uh, one in eleven or one in thirty-two or whatever you guys were, uh, it didn't look it didn't look that bad. Um, I like I like where that team can go
2: yeah it was it definitely felt like it was coming together. Like I think the hardest thing to do is to just get a group of guys you know to start coming together and everybody find out you know what their roles are within the team, what their places. and you know in, in Calgary, like it felt like it took you know five, six, seven, eight years for that to you know start clicking. So you know to expect the team to just you know get slapped on the floor and go out there and like contend in a league that's as competitive as the nOL it's uh, those are pretty high standards. So the start of the year was definitely a lot of a feeling out process, and guys, you know, figuring out their roles. But that back half of the the season that we that we had was, you really felt things starting to come together, um, and we were getting into a lot of those closer games, and you know, a couple of bounces here and there, and games that might have ended, you know, a three-four goal difference. It was it was one or two plays that we that we were, you know, not too far away from, and having the youngest team in the league and being in some of those games against, um, you know the best competition in the world uh says a lot uh, about the guys that were that were in the room for sure
0: speaking with the captain of the new york riptide dan mccray and and maybe was that part of the issue dan is that guys didn't know exactly what their roles were coming into the year or kind of had to figure that out themselves a little bit like i i watched from afar i wasn't in the room or on the bench and and i don't know what what happened but it kind of seemed like guys were going into the lineup coming out of the lineup guys who's starting in goal and and it just never really seemed that everybody was real comfortable where they should be do you think that was maybe part of the issue
2: i mean it, it could have been if i have all the answers you know i don't i don't think i'd be you know just just be a player here but um it's not you know just one thing i think uh you know you have a roster full of guys that are hungry and competitive and we had you know, great camps and practices and, you know, pregame uh, shootarounds and everything. Whereas uh, being one of the youngest teams in the league, there sure, there was a lot of open spots. So yeah. you got to give guys a chance to compete out there. Right. And it's tough to do it in a, in, you know, a week by week, weekend um type of league that we have where you know we're not going to have three weeks straight of competition in a training camp like every every day you're going to see guys be able to compete it's hardest thing in this league is just being consistent i think you know when you got to go home and do your day job or whatever it is it may be and coming back the next week so uh it's it's tough to get a you know a sample size from players especially if they haven't played in this league competitively box in box across or uh or just at the national across league level so um we definitely had a lot of guys that you know has have you know transferable experience just from outside outside of the NLL whether it was you know from senior A senior B from the MLL PLL that were coming in and trying it out you see a guy like Alex Woodall um you know it's never played uh indoor lacrosse in his life and being one of the top uh, face-off guys in yeah. this league and contributing out of their back end is a perfect example of that yeah so,
0: and some nice it, pe- nice pieces there danny like you got the number one pick overall in in gibson and and i thought uh longboat's got a bright future danny lomas taking a big step forward uh, friend of the program dan lomas uh Taking a big step forward this year, I, I think for me you need some some work in goal. You need a little help there. I I'd like to see Miles Jones come back into this lineup and and have a full year under his belt and see what that guy can do at the National Lacrosse. Yeah, to see a freak. Um, and then of course you got the number one overall pick. I know you're without a head coach and general manager, but I think. I mean, even myself, or, or let's not go too far, but uh, Jim Els could probably make this pick with his eyes closed here. How excited are you to, to get Jeffrey Teat uh, into a riptide uniform?
2: Yeah, for sure. I think anybody could make that pick. Um, and it's you know everybody's been talking about it for, for a number of years here. And um, I've had the, I guess, pleasure of watching him, but not the pleasure I've had to coach against him. Uh, from being on the bench right. with the Burlington Chiefs in yeah. the Ontario Junior A loop, and he was with Brampton. Um, you know, and you would be dominating out there, and then you watch him play Senior A or at the college level, and it doesn't matter where he is, fields, indoor, or whatever it may be, the guy's dominating. Um, with guys twice his size, twice his weight, doesn't matter. He figures out ways to to make plays and to, to help his team win. So um, definitely excited about about having uh, that guy be able to come into. Uh, our organization. I don't know if that's going to be, you know, this upcoming next season or or the one after. Obviously, there's a lot of questions that are still unanswered around the drafts and how, you know, not only our league, I guess, how you know a lot of sports, professional sports league are going to make that work with kind of everything getting put on hiatus for a year. But uh, that's definitely a shot in the arm uh, for the offense, to, to say the least. Whereas, uh, you know, in this in this league, you know, scoring goals, it's it's a tough thing to do. So having a guy of that caliber to come in it's it's, it'll be welcome to say the least
1: well he's a year away anyways. he just re-upped at cornell didn't he
0: he did yeah he signed up for a fifth year but i think what's going to happen and we're going to talk about this in quick sticks but it i think what's going to happen is even if he does go back for a fifth year they can still draft him and they'll retain his rights when he is done school i think is what is fair enough yeah
1: that would be a smart move
2: yeah, I think that's what's likely to happen, but obviously still nothing nothing in writing as of yet, but uh, as a part of the riptide, that's definitely what I'm hoping for, is that you know his rights will just be uh, eligible there for us, and we'll take him whenever we can get him
1: You're up, Jimmy. Da- well, Danny, uh, enough NLL talk here. Okay, you've, you've got a Founders, <laughs> you've got a Man, you've got an NLL Championship. What's next? Are we going to talk about a Minto in a couple of years, or or where are we at?
2: yeah, I was hoping we'd be able to be talking about uh, you know a hunt for one of those uh, at this point in time by now, but uh, that's definitely uh, on the list for sure in the in the way that uh, the Burlington Chiefs were shaping up um, this this off season, uh, I guess we would call it it was it was really looking like a great chance for us this year. We made some big strides. I think over the last three years um, that have been a part of the team we've been making. Um, you know, great strides and getting better every season. And last year, you know, losing to the eventual Mitchell Cup champions of the you know the Orangeville Northmen in the Ontario Finals is so farthest that uh, the Burlington uh, Junior A organization has ever been. So um, we went through. Uh, we had a change uh, at the general manager position. Um, Ken Gillies, who took us you know so far into the next level, uh, stepped aside for for Stu Brown to come in. And you know, Stu's got a lot of ties with the NLL and MOL and, you know, lacrosse at almost every level. And uh, he's got a ton of connections province and, and uh, nationwide and even sell to the border. So he was making some great acquisitions for us, uh, great pickups. Um, you know, we lost a lot, I'd say, especially out of our back end and uh, our goaltending probably had six or seven starters uh, defensively and our starting goaltender. We lost overage, but, uh, and then obviously uh, our best, of our best offensive players that come through Burlington, Ryan Lanchbury. But mm. other than that, it was pretty much our entire offense, and uh, and a lot of great athletes and up and comers coming from the from the back end. So that's definitely the next one on the list that we'd like to have, Jimmy, for sure. Where where do you? I'll be
1: I'll be for, I'll be there for
2: that one too. <laughs> that's what we got the extra room for now.
0: <laughs> uh, speaking with Dan McCray here, and and you, you being a junior A head coach, Danny, where, where do you come out? on guys losing their last year of junior lacrosse. Like, I know you, you played junior A lacrosse. I played junior A lacrosse. Like, it was one of my favorite years, not only of lacrosse, but of my life. And I really feel for these guys that potentially are going to lose out on a chance to compete for a Mento Cup in their in their final year of junior lacrosse. Where do you come out on, on those 21-year-olds, and, and what should the CLA do about it?
2: Yeah, I think your point, exactly. If you're somebody who's, you know, gone up and played through the through the junior ranks, um, you know, and you battle and you grow with a group of guys, you want to be able to, you know, kind of determine your own fate. And I get it. Life's not fair. You're not going to be able to have that opportunity all the time. But uh, I think we're in a position to be able to let the kids uh, be able to do that. Right. And I think, I think if the NCAA is able to figure this out, right, and allow guys to come back, uh, for a fifth year, if they would like, if the NCAA can do it, I, I really, I'm really hopeful that, you know, the CLA and the OLA will be able to figure this thing out as well. Selfishly, you know, as a coach, we have a lot of great fifth year guys coming back. Yeah. So of course I would, I want, I want to see them be able to play out their fifth year. Um, my so mother, are, are filter, you he's he's a fourth year so he's got you know another couple of years but i'm I'm hoping they let these guys have another another crack at uh, determining their own faith
0: are you in so are you in the camp of doing it just for one year are you in the camp of doing it just for junior a players or i, I know there's a proposal out there that they're gonna make it a permanent thing for 22 year olds that scares the crap out of me but a one-off one year thing is that is that kind of where you're on
2: board with? I've heard I've heard the one off one year, and I've heard the four years. So the the players of the last four four okay. years, so almost like the same thing as the NCAA players. So, you know, if you're if you were in Junior A last year, essentially, um, but I think you got to do that for Junior B as well, or else you get into that whole intermediate and Junior A kind yeah. of segmented thing there yeah. too. So, I think I think you got to let let it kind of play itself out. You know, to say one year we're going to do this and then stop, okay? Then you're you know it's kind of not fair to the guys that. Uh, well I that's just it years, it's not going right? to be fair so,
0: for somebody somewhere down the road right like you're never going to be able to make everybody satisfied with whatever decision
2: yeah no i definitely and i get that and like we like i said in my original answer i know life's not fair you're not going to be able to you know play it out in your own way in the best the best way possible but i think the ncaa has done a, done a good job in, in being able to do that if somebody wants to come back you know, and, and have another crack at it within the next four years. Or if they want to step away and not play when they're 22 years old and, you know, guys have graduated from university or college or whatever it may be and getting their lives going, then they don't have to play. But I think a lot of guys, you know, that uh, are 21 years old this year, you know, they're chomping at the bit to get back out there. And I can speak for our guys, you know, firsthand that, you know, they lost in the Ontario finals and they, uh, you have bad taste in their mouth. So they want to be able to you know, come back out and, and uh, try to get over that next hurdle. So, it's tough to just say, no, you can't do that because of, uh, you know, the scenario that we're all in here now. And you're, you're going to have that opportunity taken away when other sports leagues are figuring uh, ways, ways out to solve this issue. So it, like, like you said, there's no f- perfect answer. But uh, I guess I, if you're going to peg me in a camp, I would be the one to give you know, players within the last four years another year of eligibility um and hopefully let it ride out uh and i guess i guess the guys that would be getting the would not be getting a fair shake would be in four or five years time from now if that's how you want to yeah screw it. those guys <laughs> there you go <laughs> uh,
1: daniel you're still there daniel
2: still here jimmy
1: hey um, so just i think this is the last question for us so we're going to let you go and i'm going to go off lacrosse here a little bit um well i'm going to make a couple statements actually um your family is phenomenal and uh and i've so enjoyed getting to know them i sit with them at games i've I've shared some stuff and just phenomenal but the but i think the funnier family that you had was the luxton hotel family and uh that that place uh, if anybody doesn't know where the shamrocks used to live you'd have six or seven animals living in one place and upstairs downstairs was one hell of a place and uh that you you gotta you gotta say something about those times
0: give me a story from from the luxton hotel here
2: oh man there's so many guys that came in and out of there for sure and it was uh i was i guess in my you know early to mid-20s uh you know i'm i'm a ontario guy living out in the west coast and you're just figuring out what life is and uh, you're getting to do it on your own terms i guess so to speak with a lot of help of uh, a great organization like the Victoria Shamrocks, but uh, also with the help of a lot of great people in that community, and uh, and Jimmy's one of them. So we had so many guys that lived in that house, like Ryan Benesch, Dean Hill, myself. Uh, the Harnett brothers would have been in there.
0: Tori Gardner uh, he, involved in that. That no, mailing Tory just, just over... on the weekends. Okay. okay.
1: <laughs> Tori lived at um, that other place. I, I don't know the other place, but she, I I know. I know stories like um, compass flying off decks from the other house, but uh, I never went there, and that's probably best I didn't.
2: No, I don't know those stories. Okay, I can't, I yeah, can't say, uh, <laughs> confirm or deny those ones. But we had we had sometimes more dogs and people living in the house. Yeah, um, that's true. But uh, like I said, that you know, just the support of everybody in the uh, community of Victoria was so great. Like Jimmy. Jimmy would come over and like like he had guys that were just playing lacrosse and don't really have any jobs. So like we're eating craft dinner every night, and Jimmy you know stop by with the uh, with a bag of groceries to help you have you know a square meal, which is stuff that you know okay. he's obviously not going to tell you. But he would uh, take the shirt off of his back for for mm-hmm. guys when you know they're moving across the country and not have a lot to show for it. Um, you know, which is which is why I respect him and have so much much time for jim and i know he's one of the biggest riptide and burlington chiefs fans and just one of my biggest supporters so no jimmy the family appreciates everything you did as well so it goes both ways man so thank you you very
0: much okay we're gonna end this love fest uh right now here in quarter two dan uh, appreciate you coming back on lacrosse classified thanks uh, for your time stay safe stay healthy and look forward to to seeing the riptide back out on the turf uh, at the start of next season
2: Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Jimmy, hopefully it's not a first and last here. You should be back on here uh, a couple more times.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: We'll see how it pans out at the end, Dan. Appreciate it, though. Thanks, right.
0: guys. Take care. Take <laughs> take care. You, Thanks, Jake. There was Dan break. McCray, Captain of the New York Riptide. Uh, we're almost halfway done here, and uh, we're still on the tracks, Jim Else. We're still on the tracks. Doing well for episode 84. We got to take another break. And then when we come back, we're going under review. We're going to give you some quick sticks as well. It's all coming up right here on Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network
1: associated labels and packaging a fun family company that offers premium quality labels and packaging with unparalleled service with 40 years of experience an extensive product catalog and an ever-growing fleet of equipment associated labels and packaging is the perfect fit to take your labels and packaging to the next level Hey, this is NLL analyst Brian Shanahan. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified, growing the game one
2: podcast at a time.
0: Back on Lacrosse Classified, Jake Elliott, Jimmy Else with you here for episode 84. Into the third quarter we go, which means it's quick sticks in under review. But first, I got to say thank you to our friends at Associated Labels and Packaging, For their continued support, uh, again, was just perusing the website here. Brand Connection for Associated Labels and Packaging. They have a new system that they're working with here for labels with a lot of information on it. Uh, It's cost effective. It minimizes waste, which they're always on top of. Check it out under their News tab at AssociatedLP.com associated lp as in labels and packaging focused on people ethics quality and of course family owned there by the good folks down there at Associated labels and packaging sean ashworth and the gang um always putting out the best in labels and packaging what should we do jimmy you want to go quick sticks or under review first
1: You are the boss, my
0: friend. Okay. Um, I say we do quick sticks first here on episode 84. And I started out here. Well, let's get this out of the way. Uh, The PLL naming their island site for their tournament. Uh, They're going to Utah, which I find quite interesting. Who,
1: Who would have thought that at the start? Who would have said that? Nobody. Like nobody.
0: Yeah. Well, nobody. I know they got uh, the the new program started up a Div one program in Utah for for college lacrosse, and I don't know what the the numbers are like for COVID in Utah, but there are islands there apparently, and uh, that's that's where Rabel and and the boys are going to to play this this tournament, which is going to happen next month, late next month, which. I'm really looking forward to it. it's gonna be on NBC live lacrosse on TV. Can't wait for that. Um,
1: I, I I think that Paul uh, Rabel is always looking to grow grow things. So why why take it to a place? <clears throat> excuse me. Why take it to a place that uh, that's already a hotbed? Uh, I think he's pretty smart. Take it to Utah. Uh, sh- you know the weather's going to be uh, weather's going to be good. Uh, that's a guarantee. Uh, show off the game uh, to the locals. It's a, I think that's a smart move and they,
0: and, you know, nobody thought about it, but I think it's a smart move. Yeah, absolutely. Jimmy, take a, take a sip of water or a sip of gin, uh, whatever you got going <laughs> over there. I know uh, you had some fun last night for the birthday party and uh, you just, keep, you got to keep, this is a new experience for you, right? Talking for a long period of time like this. You got to oh, keep yeah, the don't whistle do that at my job at all. No, you got to keep the whistle wet, man. You got to keep it, uh, keep it, keep it moist. I didn't, I didn't want to say that word because I know people hate that word, but I said it anyway because it was the only word that was in my head. Anyways, let's move along here with Quick Sticks. Uh, we mentioned Jeff. I can't believe I just said that word on podcast. Fifth year for Jeff Teat. Uh, he's going back to Cornell for another year. But like I mentioned with Dan McCrae, I think what the plan is, is whoever, like for these players that – go back for a fifth year, if they are drafted, they just they will retain this player's rights, which I think is the right thing to do. Now, it may be a little rough, like you're not going to have your number one draft pick in your lineup the year that you draft him, but you know that you're going to get him the following year. Are
1: you talking to me now? Yeah. This this is where it goes off the tracks, Jake. I was getting some water because you told me to Well, how long does it moist, take to take
0: a... <laughs> <laughs> How long does it take to have a sip of water, man?
1: I have a big house, my friend. I had to walk all the way to the other side. Oh,
0: I thought you, <laughs> I thought you might have had something like beside you and, and ready to go.
1: No, fair enough. I'm See, rookie moves. Oh, rookie mistake. You're learning. You're learning. Yeah. Uh, so, I, wasn't li- I wasn't even listening to you, so you can just answer your own question. Okay, and we'll get so, to the yeah. next
0: one. let's move along then. Um, a <laughs> little, uh, little debate here. Uh, Bill O'Brien, your, your buddy, Thrilla. Not in the best lacrosse fighter of all time bracket, you got a problem with that?
1: no 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 he's uh <clears throat> he uh, lost every heavyweight battle he ever did um that I saw and uh, so yeah non nonserv of being in the sixty four or okay. whatever you're doing.
0: I was just looking for you to take some shots at uh at the no
1: room. you know what uh, i gotta give Bill a little credit he's you know he he
0: he's got a brand and he sticks to it. <laughs>
1: yeah I, and you know i can't uh i i i did my thing with bill i said how i felt i told him to his face how i felt and uh we agreed to disagree and um uh, you know it's that's part of a little part of my life that's over and uh um I'm you not- know i don't agree with <laughs> i don't agree with uh, lots of that stuff but we uh, uh, but we all
0: we all got together in Naimo. there did we not president's cup we did uh, we, oh you were, yeah. you were there you were there you were there i had to make sure You're... everything was going to be okay when we when we had that conversation uh thriller and jim and myself uh
1: go hey on. listen if it had have gotten ugly I, I i'm not saying i would win but i wouldn't have lost so let's. I, I, I'm from Duncan, BC, man. I'm from Duncan, BC. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not sure what that means, but I'll take your word for it. Uh, NLL awards coming up. I, I believe they're gonna do like a video kind of presentation for this, which something new for for the NLL. Look forward to that, and then of course the draft coming up. Uh, I. I don't know if they're going to push this back or not, or how they're going to work this, uh, Jim Else, but I would expect the draft late September,
1: maybe? Yeah, probably. Uh, I, I don't think they start playing until November, December, so um, I guess September would have to be the time, right?
0: Yeah, got to get the schedule out as well, which may be a bit of a challenge this upcoming year as well. We'll see how all that plays out. Uh last week on All Talk No Action, they, they put it out to the panel, they put it out to the fans. Build your team for twenty bucks. You've seen this, Jim. You got a list of players for five bucks, a list of yeah. players for oh, four yeah. bucks. Uh, everybody's seen this now. You had a, a unique strategy for, for your team. Tell me about it.
1: I just took Curtis Dixon um, as many times as I could, which was six. So I think at three bucks a, a pop, I had eighteen dollars spent. I put the two back into charity and called mm. it a day. Um, <laughs> if, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a homer, and uh, but I'll, you know, and I'm Curtis and I aren't friends, but we are friendly. Um, but I I just love the competitive uh, side. I love the fact that he allowed things to go uh away from him last year and they want to uh, they won a championship. Mm-hmm. Um I think he's matured as a player. I, I just I like him and I I take a little bit of shit for uh standing up <clears throat> for uh, for Curtis and uh you know there's there's Calgary people that don't like him and I I don't understand it because I would uh I would take that guy on my team and I'd build my team around him I and I, I'd make no apologies for it. Yeah, I uh... Uh, yet, Go ahead. The other guy that I thought would uh, to do the same thing would be to go Matt Vink, and because uh, we know he can play, we know he can play with a small smaller stick in his hands, mm. and uh, and he'd be one hell of a goalie. So that's the other way I was going to go. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, but I was always going one player, uh, one player six times was always what I
0: was going to do. Uh, my team, just in case you're wondering, Matt Vincent goal, Graham Hossick on defense, J- uh, Zach Courier in transition. Dane Doby, Curtis Dixon, Mark Matthews, my my forward unit. But after you put out the strategy of going six Curtis Dixons, I said, well, if you're doing that, then I'm going ten Mark Matthews, who was offered up for two bucks. I I could yeah. not believe they were offering Mark Ma- the mailman
1: for two bucks. No, that's silly, silly. No, no offense to these guys. All the you know the people that do the. Uh, you know the content people but uh, that's that's just plain silly
0: yeah everybody on the panel took them uh, as did I as did most uh, as yeah. you should because yeah. that's uh, that's a crazy <laughs> that's just a crazy price mm. uh, yeah. what else do we yeah. got here on quick sticks where we get to under review I saw this on Twitter the young guns who used to or I guess they still do compete in the in the last night tournament this is a bit of a club team here but they're talking about putting on a big tournament near the end of August beginning of September and putting 10k up on the line here for the winner I think we're gonna see some pros some real good teams and players play in this tournament if it goes off the young guns looking to make it happen
1: well lots lots of NLL players are like let's go yeah and the Twitter lit the Twitter lit up yeah uh, these guys just want to play it, is, it isn't about the money it's about you know they miss they miss doing what they do best and uh and this sounds great i i think that's phenomenal um the young guns uh uh they have a, a great presence um when lasne's on and and otherwise uh, I, I think just that's a phenomenal idea
0: Let's hope that you need an announcer. Uh, you know where to find me. Just, just get at me. I'm, I'm ready to work. Uh, a couple of more here. Shout out to uh, one of my favorite players, the Iron Man, Jeremy Thompson, the Gunner. 144 games. He's all consecutive in the National Lacrosse League. He's moved into the top ten, and no signs of slowing down for 74. I want to give a shout out to Jer. That's that's a. I, I don't even know
1: what I've done. 100... Seventy or
0: forty-four times in a row. Yeah. I think that's phenomenal. Uh, it's outside like to, to do that in this sport. Like I to not miss a game for hundred and forty-four in a row in the sport of box lacrosse. That and I don't even know what the record is, but that that's insane. It's really insane it's that you could not pick up some sort of injury in that amount of time. Or I'm sure he played through some some real bad bumps, bruises, pulls tears whatever and just kind of kept going but uh real impressive yeah. there so i wanted to give a shout out to jeremy thompson last oh. sorry jim go ahead well you'd never hear
1: him complain no. about it you know he's just a silent uh yeah. he's just a very you know just a yeah mr well, consistent i guess you call him.
0: love the man. uh last one i got and i just saw this kind of pop up uh in our in our chat here before coming on Peterborough Examiner coming out with an article. They are always pumping out pretty controversial stuff, and, and they dig deep into the to the kind of backstories of lacrosse here a lot, do they? At the Examiner, and they've uh, kind of uncovered a, another riff here between the Ontario Lacrosse Association and the Re- the Ontario Referees Association. Again, at odds here on the the future and the relationship here between the OLA and, and the referees in Ontario, this is not a good situation and it looks like it might get a little ugly before it gets better. I don't know if you've seen this yet or not.
1: I I didn't see that, but I, I've been thinking a long time that if we invested in referees as much as we did in, in players, the whole game would be better. You know, the WLA out here, you see just, you know, they, they're out there doing it, their thing, but some absolutely ridiculous refereeing out here. And uh, you see it occasionally in the NLL, but I know they're investing more, but uh, um, these guys, uh, you know, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough gig. And, it really uh, is.
0: and I think that's uh, the crux of the argument here. And Ian Garrison, pretty, pretty outspoken and prevalent in the article saying that they're going to run out of qualified level five referees, They lost four last year. There's only four guys that are qualified to referee MSL games right now. And they're concerned that the OLA doesn't care. They're not worried about what the future of refereeing is going to look like. And they're looking to have some sort of structure and, and like you said, training and resources put back into their programs to help develop the next generation of good referees. Yeah, it's got to happen. It does. Got to happen. It does yeah. happen, and and I don't know how it hap- has to happen, but it does need to happen, and it needs to happen well, here in British Columbia as well, because I know like the NLL, quite frankly, Jim is is starved for qualified referees as well, especially out here in the West. Like I've talked with with Brian Lemon in the league about it that they just. They don't have the infrastructure in place to help develop these guys to get to the NLL level, especially when, and and I'm starting to get riled up again, they're using a different (laughs) rule book here in the summertime than what's in the NLL, and they can't make the jump because they're not trained with the NLL rule book. Yeah.
1: Everybody's got to get on the – well, the – the two, the east and the west, have got to get on the same page. Oh, for God. goodness sakes, yeah. You know, and we um, talked to
0: Sean Williams about it uh, a few weeks ago here on Lacrosse Classified, and it sounds like he's on board with that. But at the end of the day, it just, like it takes time. But I, I just hope the wheels get in motion. But I don't want to go down that road on episode well, eighty-four here. I just try,
1: try playing game without referees. Yeah, it's not going to be no, uh, no, ref, gonna no, well. no refs, no game.
0: No refs, no game, man. Exactly. Uh, that's it for Quick Sticks, Jimmy. Nice job there. Let's go under review. It's time for under review, presented by G Wilson Construction. The challenge flag has been thrown, so now it's time to take the matter under review. Under review, brought to you by G Wilson Construction. My buddy Blair Wilson at G Wilson Construction. Uh, he invited me down to a, a local establishment uh, over the weekend. I could not attend, unfortunately, but uh, I think this upcoming weekend might be heading back out to the lake house, Jimmy. I always have a good time out there at Silvermere Lake, in between Maple Ridge and Mission. I, I I know you saw the picture. This place is awesome. Yeah, how can you
1: not have a good time?
0: Yeah. There? So, uh, looking to head back out there. And, and if you're looking to start a career in the construction business, go to gwilsonconstruction.com. There's a little tab at the top right page Work with us. You'll see job postings, and you can upload your resume. You can see the pictures of the kind of houses they're building there as well at G Wilson Construction. Just phenomenal. And uh, hey, just,
1: Jumbo! I'm yeah. gonna cut in. Are these the same builders that are building up in Whistler? When yeah. you heard that house up yes, in Whistler, that was, a, that was unreal. Well, Those that guys thing guys is like amazing a castle. Work.
0: Yeah, it's a castle up there. Oh, Thomas. Tull- unreal. Uh, part owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, in on that wow. uh, little chandelier up there anyways well. uh, under review here on episode 84 and uh, we weren't really sure what direction to go in but we are, and we had Dan McCray on in quarter two thanks to Danny for coming on but we didn't really ask him about what he thought but I'm going to ask
1: you Jim Els what you think who well, should uh- be what I, I would just ask Tyson Gibson what he wants, and I know what his answer
0: would be. Well, okay. His da- the question – dad. Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: The question <laughs> – Are we talking about coaching? Sorry, no, I know th-
0: that the question is, who do you think the next GM and head coach of the Riptide should be? And with that being said, it can be one person or it can be two different people. Where do you – okay, so we know who Tyson Gibson would like. Who do you, well, who do you what- think? you think?
1: yeah why why wouldn't i go with um someone like daryl gibson uh he's you know he was a locker mate with uh john grant jr for years and years in peterborough you know it's he the that guy's got connections he can pull in a pull in a solid uh assistant coach team and uh and he's young and smart you know and so why not why not give someone like that a shot he's got a um, you know, keep your keep your future happy um, in your in, in your uh, number one draft pick, and uh, and build a nice core uh, with with guys that really know what they're doing.
0: So you're going That's-
1: coach and GM for Gibby. No, no, I didn't say GM. I'll leave okay. the GM up to you. Well, How no, you?
0: no, I, I want, I want to, I want to answer for both. If you're going Gibson, you can think about it. If you don't have one in your head okay. right now, you can think about it. For me, and I don't know if if this formula would work just because of their personalities and their geographic uh, location from where they came from and all that sort of stuff. But a couple of guys that that have come to the top of my mind, are, are John Lovell, who used to coach Toronto Rock, Troy Cordingley, who is currently with the Bandits, but former Coach of the Year, Calgary, uh, Toronto, Buffalo as well. If I'm not mistaken, I think he's a, a prime candidate to, to step in and take over that Riptide team as a coach. Uh, so so here, Lovell, I think would be my, my two top candidates in the back east. And, and I got to go with an eastern guy because that's just – where the riptide are located. And I don't know if a, a Western guy is making the, the full transplant back to, to New York to, to take on that job. Um, as far as GMs go, I like I think we may see Rich Lisk take that role on for a year until he, he figures out exactly what he wants to do there. I'm not sure. I'm just speculating. But I also think another guy, and I mentioned him as a coach as well, is Brad MacArthur. Who has had great success um, with Team Israel and 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 the Brooklyn Redmen? I think this guy's ready to take a, the next step into the to the National Lacrosse League, and whether it's at a coaching level or a GM level, I think he's ready for the job. And we'll see what direction Rich wants to go in. But I don't know. Like there, there's not a ton I, of guys. A, go ahead.
1: I had a I had about a forty-five minute conversation with Brad MacArthur on the phone month and a half two months ago i'd be pre-covid and uh very very down to earth very you know he's uh, yeah why not it's uh he um uh, it just seems like he uh, seems like he'd come in with a plan and uh, and he's you know he's got the balls enough to to play the play the plan through so yeah. why not you know there's
0: another guy out there that that doesn't get talked about a whole lot he, he's currently coaching the all or or will be when that league gets back going and and a guy that i was with in minnesota and and i don't know if this relationship would still work or not either but joe sullivan and Bobby Keith, who were, were coaches there with Minnesota back in 2012, 2013. And, and I had a firsthand look at, at the work that these guys did. And these guys are pro coaches. So I, I think Joe Sullivan and Bobby Keese's name have to be on that list as well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh um, um, so there you go. That's that's under review. That's a quick one, Jim, but that's okay because we still have another full quarter to go. It's quarter four. It's the most fun quarter, Jim, because you know why? Why? We get to play who you got. It's all coming up on episode eighty-four on the other side. Lacrosse classified on the lacrosse flash podcast network. Pure Vital Labs is proud to bring you the highest quality sports supplements on the market. PVL products are 100% all natural with no artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners. And the entire line is also Informed Choice certified. We designed all our products with the athlete in mind. We look forward to being a part of your athletic achievements, helping you push the bar higher, win at the highest levels, and set personal records for years to come.
2: Hey, this is Dylan Ward from the Colorado Mammoth. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified. Join the game one podcast at a time. And now it's time for Who You Got.
0: Back we go. Quarter four. No more breaks. Uh, you just heard from PVL there. Don't forget lacrosse classified twenty. Lacrosse classified twenty is your promo code. You put that in, you get twenty percent off any non-discounted product by Pure Vital Labs. Best supplements on the market and forum choice. All natural. Tons of lacrosse players on those supplements as well, and they're always giving away stuff. Follow them on social media at PVL. Uh, They are always giving away free stuff, Uh, shakers and protein and uh, you name it, glutamine, all sorts of stuff, swag, galore, PVL.com. Check them out, lacrosse classified Twenty is uh, your promo code to use. Now, Jimmy, it's time to play who you got. By the way, who you got brought to you by Stampede Tack and Western Wear. Don't forget, summer is here. You need your riding gear. You need hats. You need boots. You name it. Stampede.ca. They have everything to protect you from whatever kind of weather you're going to encounter. And, of course, they have all your horse care needs as well. Have you ever been on Stampede.ca, Jim? Please say yes.
1: Um, uh, my wife is a um, comes from Cal- uh, Calgary. She's the quarter horse uh of course, I've been on Stampede uh, on the Stampede.ca. Love it. Fabulous website. Yeah.
0: Massive store out there in Cloverdale. New store hours as well. Check them out 10 to 4, Monday to Friday. Monday to Saturday, excuse me. Or Stampede.ca, where Shopping Online is still shopping local. Time for who you got, Jim. Four more matchups to go here on the best lacrosse fighter of all Time 64 guys so far 12 have punched their ticket into round two. Should we recap that quickly into round two Andy Ogilvie, Matt Beers, Rob Sato-Williams, Miles General, Brody McDonald, Ward Sanderson, Paul Dawson, Jamie Hackle, Matt Green, Billy D. Smith, Dan Latisseur, Jeff Snyder. All into the round of 32. I don't know how we're going to pick a winner in this tournament. I really don't. I'm glad I don't have to do it. The fans are going to do it, Jim. And four more matchups on deck here. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Let's
1: go.
0: Matchup number one. We are going top right of the bracket here. I'm the only guy that sees the bracket, so I don't really know why I tell people that. But we're going top right of the bracket here. Four more matchups. First one up. Former Langley Thunder, actually the, one of the first kids I ever coached in like U17 field lacrosse out there in New West when I was a member of the Sandbellies. This kid turned into a great player, just a heart and soul team guy. And no fear, Kyle McEwen, Q as they affectionately called him, taking on. A guy they call Burner. Now, Jim, I don't know how much you'll know about this guy, but if you don't know, get on YouTube. This guy had a cup of coffee in the NHL. Uh, big-time AHL hockey player as well. I fought this guy twice. He actually broke his hand on my head in one of them. He, it, it, but when I fought him, he was a much smaller guy than when, when he came back from his hockey career. And good God, I'm glad I never had to fight him after that. Garrett Burner Burnett. I played junior with this guy, Jimmy. He used to be a goaltender back in junior, then turned himself into a – he used to eat Flexol before the game started. Okay, so that gives you an idea on, on what Garrett Burnett is about. Uh, taking on Kyle McEwen here in in the first round. I, I got to say, I, I quite frankly feel a little bit sorry for Q in this one because I know he'll stand in there. But Garrett Burnett, Kyle McEwen, Jim Els, who you
1: got? Well, I don't know enough to say, so I'm flipping a coin. But I'll go with the underdog. I always go with the underdog. I'll okay. go with the Q. Okay. And uh, and uh, he soaked a few punches early, and then he came, uh, came back with a vengeance and took him down uh, in the later rounds.
0: You just got to land one good one, and then uh, sometimes that can turn your lights out. Uh, one down, <laughs> three to go. Another McEwen here. I don't know what's going on, but we got uh, we got three mix in uh, in this bracket for some reason, strangely enough. But Darren McEwen and Big Darren McEwen, former Burnaby Laker, former Salmon Belly. I literally we're the same age. I grew up playing against this guy my entire life. Strangely enough, we're like the same size, but we never ended up fighting each other for whatever reason. I don't know why. But a guy you will be very familiar with, uh, captain of the Buffalo Bandits, former Victoria Shamrock. The man lives in a van and loves to fight. It's Steve Priolo <laughs> taking on Darren McEwen. <laughs> I have a good idea, but Jim, who you got? Well,
1: again, I don't know McEwen, but. Um, well, he, Steve coached, Priolo, he like... coached
0: the Salmon Bellies last year, he was oh, on the I bench as a know. coach.
1: Okay. But I can tell you that Priolo, if you went for the opposites, the nicest guy in the world and the strongest guy in the world, he might win that championship. Mm. He is the most soft-spoken, caring, just uh, great guy uh, that, you know, that you'll know that you ever meet. And he also, you know, you look up his videos in Fighting, uh, Rory and uh, you know the different fights he can absolutely throw them and uh um I've seen him do a couple of things here in the uh WLA that um I have to I have to I have to go with with Steve yeah fair enough his his helmet hangs in my office and uh actually I used to drive down to the where he parked his uh his van down on the um on the water and I'd I'd just pull up next to him and he'd be sitting there and uh (laughs) Having himself a bowl of granola or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. we're yeah. uh, going a on a 20K twenty k minute.
0: hike or something like that. Yeah, that's
1: yeah, that's uh, he's he's un, unreal, just an unreal guy. I gotta, I always have to pick Steve. Yeah,
0: I think uh, is gonna go deep into this tournament. I'm taking Steve Perillo's. I I can't remember what Suit said, but I talked to Andrew C. He said he's fought in Steve Perillo like eleven times or something. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is just amazing. So um, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen him do some some pretty some. Pretty Pretty, pretty good things with his gloves off, have I, with Steve yeah, yeah, Um yeah. So, both taking Prio there. Two down, two to go. And now, like, this th- – these two guys here, Jim, I, I, these are the kind of guys that can, like, rip down like an oak tree with their bare hands here. You want to talk about strong guys. Ryan McNish going up against the Hammer Mike Messenger – what a fight this would be! Like these are two grizzly bears just fighting right now. Mcnish and Messenger. Who you got?
1: Well, I'll go with Messenger. I just uh, again that guy's got the mentality like Snyder, Like you just, I don't know what, what brick, what what size brick you have to throw to knock him out. But uh, I don't think he's getting knocked out. No, um, and he's, he's gonna yeah,
0: like he gets the the yeah. eye, the crazy eyes going where they just kind of roll back in his head, and then you know the lights are he's somewhere else you know what i'm saying and and that's yeah, those guys sure. are scary
1: for sure and you know logan uh logan just will tell you that's um uh you know he he hits hard with the gloves on too so um uh, <laughs> poor <laughs> oh. little logan on that oh uh,
0: yeah yeah, yeah. that stuff uh on uh check it out on versus uh, lacrosse flash if you haven't seen it yet the hammer Delivering the shiver uh, to to poor (laughs) Logan Schuss there. Vote for that one. So we're both taking uh, this no-brainer for me. I think it would be a good fight, and, and McNish was about as tough as they come, but I'm going with my rush boy here, Mike Messenger, to get through to round number two. And whoever he meets in the next round, he's in for another stiff competition here. Mike... Kilby, former Roughneck, uh, former Adneck, maybe even former Shamrock too, if I'm not mistaken. Tough, tough guy was Mike Kilby, but he's taking on another guy I think is going deep in this tournament here, Jim Els, the Surgeon Timmy oh, Timmy O'Brien, up against Mike Kilby. Who you got? Oh, I
1: saw, I did look at a couple of Tim O'Brien fights and uh, game. You know, I, I'll go. I'll go that way. I'll go Tim O'Brien. Um, uh, I, I, you know, you know, anybody can win a, any fight in this one, but I don't think he's going to lose very many.
0: No, he did not. He never lost a fight that I ever saw Timmy fight in. And uh, fun, funny Timmy O story here. When Timmy came out to to play for the North Shore Indians, I want to say early 2000, maybe. Might have spent a little time in the Okanagan with the Thunder as well. Um, at that time I had not lost a fight and I never really did lose a fight in the WLA, but I, I told Timmy one night in the North shore beer garden, I said, I hear you're kind of the new kid in town. I said, and I hear you're real tough, but here's the deal, Tim O'Brien. I said, I'm, if you want it, you come and ask me for it because I'm not coming to ask you for it. So, and, and, and I said, and just before I walked away, I said, by the way, I'm a lefty and I, and I walked away and, it never happened. We Timmy never gave me a reason to do it and, and he never asked for it. And I and looking back at it, I'm I'm kinda glad he never did because I watched him destroy a couple of guys on my team and Rich Catton and, and Justin Duset. Man, this guy you don't get a nickname like the surgeon without being <laughs> a good puncher and, and he had just like nails for knuckles and would just Knock guys out. Like he was a great fighter. So I'm taking Timmy O in this one as well. Well, there we go. So there you go. Timmy O against Kilby, McNish against Messenger, McEwen against Priolo, Burnett against McEwen. That's Kyle and Darren. Uh, Those four fights will be posted up on Twitter post haste as the show airs every tuesday around noon pacific right here on lacrosse flash and uh speaking of lacrosse flash don't forget to check out that team store i know they got the good victoria boy shirt out there jim uh, that you inspired Uh, i haven't picked one of those up uh, i'll be honest with you but uh, lots of good swag on lacrosse flash team store
1: Uh, i've got a (coughs) couple i've got a couple of those shirts so yeah there there you go in case one gets dirty (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, uh, in
0: green and and white
1: uh, for your shamrocks as well. Yeah, I got the patty patty smokes the patty uh, smoke whatever patty. it is the patty smoke and patty bar uh, uh, one as well. I got to keep the green going.
0: Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't yeah. you, Jim? Else, yeah. eighty four episode eighty four is over. You you did it. You're done. Fantastic job, my friend.
1: Well, okay, so let's do a little who you got, like me or Burmel. Oh,
0: well, uh, it's it's you all day. I, I mean, you know how I feel about Bermel.
1: Screw him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right to the wall, man. <laughs> I know you just want to get one more We love you, Berm Daddy. We kid, we kid. We uh,
1: love you, buddy we do
0: we do i love you too man thanks for doing this uh big thanks to dan mccray for for stopping by the program to stampede tac the vancouver warriors associated lpg wilson construction for their continued support to you the listener for checking out ep84 and subscribing to the podcast of course uh, wherever you listen to your podcast hit that subscribe button gets delivered straight to your phone that's the way to do it You can follow me on all social media platforms at PXP, the number four sports. Jimmy, you are at Jim else 68. Is that correct? True story. Jim else 68. If you want to follow my man Jimmer, the show is at lacrosse classified and at laxclass on Instagram and Twitter. That is it. We are done. Thanks for listening. For Jim Else. I've been Jake Elliott. And for the fastest game on two feet and for the creator, we'll talk to you next time here on Lacrosse Classified and Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network.